Section 2, Lesson 36, Covetousness. Uh, please open your Bibles in the, in the letter, the First Corinthians 5, verse 11 to 13. It says, But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do not judge those who are inside, but those who are outside God judges. Therefore, put away from yourself the evil person. Guys, coveting is to have a strong desire for something that is not yours or not supposed to be yours. One might not be stealing, but one might be trying to possess that which another possesses. In the world, this is called trying one's luck. It's called opportunities. It's called prosperity. It's called moving up and success. It's also called blessings. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness have different rules and different ways of looking at things. Those of the kingdom of heaven will see things from God's point of view and those of the kingdom of darkness will see things from the world point of view. I would like to take Jesus as an example here. Jesus was sent on earth to do God's work only, nothing else. We are told that before he started ministry, he worked with his father as a carpenter. Jesus was not allowed to study to resume any profession. Besides, Jesus knew so much and had so many secrets of the world, he couldn't have worked for the world for long. What I mean is that while everyone around him aspired to be doctors, teachers, lawyers, and so forth. He couldn't. These people did not know the truth. They were swayed by the setup of the world, and Jesus knew who was behind the setup of the world. These people wanted to be doctors, lawyers, and teachers. You know, they were not working to have the means for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. Mm -mm. On the other hand, Jesus was working to make means so that he can further his father's kingdom. It was not on God's plan for Jesus to have more than what he had. What he had was enough for him and Jesus was content with that. You know the world it, it hates the word content. They hate it. But with Jesus, with the kingdom of heaven, it is the word. The world sees being content as if you are dreamless. In Jesus' time, there were no cars. They used camels and horses as mode of transport. If Jesus went ahead and got himself a camel or a horse because people around him possessed them, that would be co coveting. Jesus lived with his family until he couldn't stand their disbelief in God and him. Then he left. Do you know where he lived after that? Listen to this. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Father in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew 8 to 20. It seems unbelievable that the Son of God, the Creator of the heaven and the earth, would be homeless and just be nomadic. That's how much God hates the world and its things. That's how much He hates the world. Guys, we've spoken about this. In fact, the word hate is an understatement. He actually detests, He abhors the world while princes and, and 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 princesses lived in palaces jesus was a wanderer if he had owned something other than being a wanderer that would have been coveting for him what i'm saying in short is that jesus knew what his father wanted for him and as small as it was he never wanted more than that do you also want to know who was like Jesus? Read this. Uh, listen to this. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? 
Indeed, those who wear soft clothes are in king's palace. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I said to you, and more than a prophet. You'll find that in, in Matthew 11, verse, uh, verse 28, I think so. This was it, the greatest, guys, the greatest prophet who lived in the old order of things, under the Mosaic law, but who did not only read about Jesus like the other prophets, but who touched Jesus and also baptized him. Indeed, he was the greatest of all the prophets. Nevertheless, this prophet lived in the wilderness like an animal. He was so close to God that he was out of touch with humanity. He was out of touch with the world. That's how close he was with that man. You know, you see, guys, the world, the world and, and its people are far from that man upstairs. So if he wants you, I'm talking about God himself. If he wants you, he will distance you from people because people will, will never want anything to do with him. People like to pretend to love God, but they don't want to hear anything from that man. So if you are the real prophet, daddy will take you away from people, distance you away because people will try to influence you to do what they want. While dealing with humans, a prophet of God will be out of touch with humans because humans want to sin and be told, you understand, God will forgive them and they, will, they can do this and do that, they'll be forgiven, you understand, which is not in line with his word, if one sins purposely. Nevertheless, anything God does not approve of for an individual is coveting, no matter how good the thing seems. Guess what? Anyone who calls himself a brother is not support is not supposed to covet anyone who calls himself a brother or a sister not supposed to covet the word calls the things of the world blessings believe me i want you to believe me when i say this the things of the world are blessings for the people of the world because they still under the administration of the god of this age but for anyone who claims to be a christian it is coveting it is not yours it is of the world if you belong to the kingdom of heaven, you are not of the world. Therefore, you're not supposed to love the things of the world. We who are of the kingdom of heaven are admonished not to love the world and the things of the world because these things don't come from God, meaning they don't come from his administration. Guys, we've already spoken about this. We said when Adam uh, was uh, brought to being, it was God's administration at the time. That's why there was no money. That is why nothing was sold to him. That was God's administration. He would just pick, pluck out, and eat. But immediately after Adam uh, disobeyed and Satan took over, you know, money started going about, even though at the time it was in the form of, of, of trading with things. You understand? So we are not supposed to love the things of the world because this is not the administration of God. We are not of the world. Our kingdom is, is in heaven and our things are reserved in heaven. Listen to this. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world and the things and the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the last of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. First John 2, 1-7. I mean, uh, 15-17. God knows we are inhabiting this place, but we are supposed to be here for his kingdom. Unfortunately, we are molded from a tender age in crutches in preschool to admire the world and, and the love of it. You understand? We are molded at school to become the, 
that which the world wants. You understand? We are molded uh, to become what the world has prepared for us. We are molded by television to become big dreamers. And our parents and, and our friends also mold us into particular direction. You understand? Everyone tells us we should be this and that. We should be blessed by God with those things. You understand? Because it, it is okay to hear such from one who has never claimed to be saved. But to hear this from a so-called Christian, it's amazing. We go to church and we hear preachers telling us how much Jesus would bless us with this death and with this and that. I mean, guys, how far can we go for the love of money? Because of the love of money, we have denied Jesus' word. And because of the love of money, we, we have refused to do God's will. Indeed, the love of money is the root of all evil. Because of the love of money, the preachers preach what their inching ears want to hear. The short version here, guys, is anything that is meant that is not meant to further Jesus' kingdom that you possess is coveting. Anything that speaks luxury to you does not come from God. Do you know what hypocrites will do? Will now go around looking for luxury and they will say, it's not luxury. Knowing very well it's luxury, so that they will harbor this, they will hide this. Hypocrites can be hypocrites, I'm telling you. You know what a luxury is. You can pretend not to know, but you know. You know, guys, there's one thing I love uh, uh, about conscience. You can lie to me, but your conscience can never lie to you. Anything that speaks luxury does not come from Jesus. The perfect way to find out what God will provide for you is to find out his will. Let me be honest at this point, guys. Jesus has made it clear to us what he will do and will not do. This gives us a vivid idea of what he provides for and what he doesn't provide for. Hypocrites will do exactly what Jesus forbids and turn and thank him for those things. How stupid can we go? Like, really? How stupid can we go? For example, Jesus will not provide for, the, for luxury living. Hypocrites will possess such things and, and, and then turn and thank Jesus for it. Sometimes Jesus will tell an individual not to work so that uh, that individual will concentrate on his will, meaning Jesus wants that person to do something especially for him. Jesus, guys, is not against people working because he knows that through working our means, you know, I, I, I mean, our, our needs are met. You understand? But he can say this to a, an individual because he wants the person to do something for him. Understand, he wouldn't forbid you understand, but you'll find this person who's been uh, instructed not to do that, they would go after it, and then I mean, guys, they would go and look for a job and then will thank Jesus for it. I mean, they were specifically told, Do not, I will not give you a job because I want you to do this for me. A person would go and, 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 and look for work and find a job and say, Thank you, Jesus. I mean, guys, I mean, I mean, like, seriously, I mean, like, really. How stupid can we get? How far can, I mean, I mean, like, really? How low can we get? Some of these so-called Christians run for money in the name of Jesus. Like, really, guys, like, seriously, no ways. How can we sin in the name of Jesus? How can we covet in the name of Jesus? How can we call coveting blessings? The only antidote of covetousness is finding the hidden treasure. What is the hidden treasure? 
you go and 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 read uh, the gospel of Matthew 18 verse 44. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Guys, unless one understands this parable, covetousness will be the only way of living. In fact, knowing the kingdom of heaven as a treasure is the only antidote of coveting. Just like we made the example about Jesus coming down from heaven knowing what he left there, anyone who knows what Jesus knows will know the kingdom of heaven. You understand? And this person will know that treasure. That is why Paul... And, 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 and guys, I mean, like, really, you know, I'm tired of talking about this thing. I really am. I really, really am. But the problem is that this is how Satan gets us. In fact, I want us to, to do speak about John, the writer of the book of Revelation, and Paul of Damascus as an example. We have said that Satan took over on earth and the whole world was immediately under his administration, meaning his setup. Jesus knew all of this. So he made sure that he never become one of Satan's slaves. A treasure is either a box full of cash or anything of great value. No one can find treasure anywhere. It is something usually hidden. Most of the time, uh, most of the time, it is not known. I'm talking about uh, the treasure. It is not known, or it's either it is known by one person. It is something that one usually stumbles on accidentally. A person who finds treasure never tells anyone. This person will start exhibiting a different character which people around him will not understand. This character comes from being content. The treasure is the answer to all his and I mean to all his prayers. Jesus says a treasure will be hidden, but after that the person will sell all he has and buys the field. Why buy the field? Because the treasure is hidden in that field. This man is not interested in the field, but he is interested in the treasure. Do you now understand this parable I just read, read above? While Jesus did not have wealth here on earth, he knew that he left treasure back home where he was soon to return. Why bother working for money here on earth when he has his inheritance waiting for him back home? Jesus had to relax. Just do his father's work. That's it. That's it. It's because he knew the treasure. Now I'm going to ask you again, why the things of the world are blessings for you? I'll give you an answer. You don't have a treasure up there. You were not showed it. You were not told it. Guys, I always say the same thing. Reading about something and, and seeing something are not the same. What makes people here on earth seem like spring chickens is that they don't have that luxury of relaxing because they don't have any treasure waiting for them. Nobody has seen this treasure. So, I mean, how can you relax? You don't even believe heaven exists, let alone this treasure. So, obviously, you can't relax. You run after the things of the world. Paul and John saw what Jesus speaks about. Do you wonder why Paul renounced the world and just relaxed? Listen to this. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let us Colossians 3, 1-3. Paul did not relax because he thought Jesus would come to his aid and bring him physical wealth. Mm -mm. If you think Paul was relaxing because he thought Jesus would come and bring him physical wealth, then you thought wrong. 
I'll give you a tip. If you want physical wealth, don't call on the name of Jesus. You're not going to get it. You are wasting your time. You might find yourself waiting forever because Jesus hates the world, uh, the wealth of the world. Therefore, he cannot give it to you. Listen to this. Now he who received seed among the dawns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choked the word and he became unfruitful. You find this in Matthew 22. Satan uses riches to capture people and kill them spiritually. So don't wait for Jesus to give you riches. If he does give, guys, I mean like seriously, if Jesus ends up giving you riches, believe me, he hates you to the core. He hates you because you will surely die. This is why he commanded the man who was rich in Israel to sell his riches and follow him. He said, sell your riches and give to the poor. You go to the Gospel of Matthew 19. He says, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Then Matthew 6, he says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where neither thieves do break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That is in Matthew 6, 16 to 21. See guys, if you love money, your, your heart, your mind is always there in the bank thinking about money. That's why it just tells you, don't. Don't love it. Seek my will. You see, guys, there are things we need to understand. He says that you can't save both God and money. Meaning you can't save both his word and money. His word is against us getting money. He doesn't mind us going to work so that we'll further his kingdom because we will be provided through working. But you can't save both him and money because his commands stand against us getting money his commands stand against us getting riches his commands stand against us loving the things of the world so if you don't love the things of the world what will you chase money for blown like i'm asking if you are commanded not to love the things of the world what is the purpose of chasing after money for what for what look like, like really be honest now if you obey him if he says do not love the things of the world because they don't come from him and you obey that command, if you chase after money, what will you do money? I mean, what will you use money for? Because you won't be seeking these luxurious things, living in fancy places, driving fancy cars and, and what, what, and what, and what. So guys, really, really, you really need to be honest. You see, guys, just because I love money, it doesn't mean that I should change Jesus' word. Let me go and love my money. There's nothing wrong with that. It is my choice. It's my decision. If I want to disobey Jesus and die spiritually, that is my decision. Let me die alone. Don't collect more people to die with. Don't change the word now. And then try to kill everyone. Die alone. It's your choice. Guys, Jesus' commands are hard. Even I know. Even I say it. I have seen it. Do not love the world. I mean, like, guys, the world is so beautiful. Yo, the world is so beautiful. The things in it. Satan has used these things, and I'm telling you, it's so beautiful. I also want to say I'm blessed. But guess what? It's not Jesus blessing me. He said it. Let me be honest. If I want money, let, let me be honest so that you can make a decision out of knowledge and informed decision. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's not fair for, for pastors to love money and then change the word. 
because now they are killing you even maybe you don't want to be killed maybe you are like me you want the truth no matter how painful it is and if you are like me you want the truth you know it's not fair for a pastor to come and say god will give you riches god is giving riches this guy is against riches he says you can't save both god and money we need to save his word his word is against us having the things of the world his word is against us uh seeking riches you understand so tell me the truth let me make an informed decision just because you love it rather open a club instead of opening a church because i look at the church and i i i, I social i mean i associate it with god's word and then you tell me this. I mean, like, seriously, guys. It's not fair. It's not fair. So he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In fact, Jesus' disciples were different from this generation nowadays. Peter kept saying that we have inheritance reserved in heaven for us, which does not spoil, fade, or perish. John in Revelation 21 records these things. He saw Jesus. You understand? This thing Jesus showed him. This is, guys, I'm telling you, this is not fair. Nowadays, no one is relaxed because no one has seen such things. Indeed, guys, it's impossible to believe what one has not seen. So the only way to defeat this sin, guys, of coveting is, I mean, like, by seeing things. But, I mean, I can't give myself a gift of seeing these things. I can't take myself to heaven and see these things. But I simply have to believe if, um, if, if guys, I'm not given that gift. Simply have to believe. Because it's, it's really not fair. It's really not fair. What about people like us who want the truth? No matter how the guys, I mean, guys, do not love money. I mean, guys, like, really. That, that is a horrible command. Do not love the things of the world. Guys, it's horrible. You know, it's horrible. But I want the truth. Tell me the truth so that I can make an informed decision. At least if I decide to love money, I know, okay, fine. You know what? When I leave this place, I'm going to hell. I'll be prepared. Then... That is why when you read the Gospel of Matthew 7, 21 to 23, Jesus says people will be shocked on that day. Jesus will be denying everyone. And people will be like, I, know, I prophesied, I healed. And Jesus will be like, I don't know you. you. You practice lawlessness, meaning you do not obey my commands. Lawlessness is sinning, meaning you, you are not under his laws. You are not obeying his laws, you are not submitting under his commands. You know, so if we are told the truth, we will make informed decisions and then it will come from me. I'll be like, okay, fine, you know what? Jesus says we shouldn't seek after money, we shouldn't be running after it. He was de deceived uh, by it. So, well, you know what? I love money. I'm going after it. Guys, I will not be shocked when I leave this earth. I know where I'm going. Jesus says we shouldn't love the things of the world. You know, I will sit down and say, you know what? I love the things of the world. So if I go to hell, so what? Let me go to hell. It will be an informed decision. I will not, you know, like this. I mean, guys, I mean, like, really. We are told that these things come from Jesus. And then we believe it's Jesus. And we also believe that we'll make it to heaven. How can we make it to heaven when we are coveting, when we are sinning? It's because we are not told the truth. Most know the truth, but they, they act if they don't know. But I'm talking to, to those who don't know the truth. I'm talking to those who want the truth. Because there are people who want, you know, guys, if, even in the time of Elijah, there were people who, who wanted to serve God, but they were hidden. So I know that in this generation, there, there are also people who want the, the truth, but they are scared because the world is filled with hypocrites, that the churches are filled with hypocrites. So they are scared. But I know that there are people who want the truth. 
And I want to deal with, with such people. I want to deal with people who want the truth. That is what I want. People who want the truth. You know, because I know that there are people who are like that. I also want the truth. I want, I, I, I want the person who will tell me like it is. Because I want to live. I don't want to die spiritually, guys. Thank you.